everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ethan's Thoughts. Guys, this is my last episode before I'm married. I get married at this point. For when you are listening to this, if you listen to it when it drops, I'm getting married in two days on May the 20th. It's when I'm getting married. Can you guys believe this? I am actually getting married. It's actually happening. Unless something goes south these two days, like I get kidnapped by the cartel. But I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I really don't think I could be any more excited than I am probably tomorrow. So today we're going to just kind of reflect on where I'm at going into marriage. I've done a lot of reflection things, so it's not really a reflection. I think that's a bad word to use. I'm going to give you guys the two most exciting things I'm excited for about marriage and the two things I'm nervous about. I'm going to be transparent with you guys today. I'm going to be honest with you guys today. Why? I feel like honesty makes a better podcast. Honesty does make a better podcast. So if you guys enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow the podcast. Give it a rating if you enjoyed it. Share it with a friend if you don't mind. And how about we just dive into this episode? All right, we said two things I'm most excited about and two things that I am, like, you know, a little nervous about. And I'm going to kind of elaborate on all these. My two things about the most excited, it's really going to shock you. It's really going to shock you, all you goo-goo heads out there. So we'll start with the two most excited things. All right, so the first most excited like thing I'm most excited about of these two Going into marriage, I am marrying Sydney Lane. Let's clarify that. She will be Sydney Glenn in three days. Turn me up. Shout out, Cash. The one thing that I'm very excited about with marriage is legitimately getting to spend every single day with your best friend. So, you know, when you're getting married, you know, you wouldn't be marrying that person if you couldn't spend every single day with them. And, I really want to spend every single day with Sydney. There's going to be days where maybe I don't enjoy spending the day with her as much. There's sure going to be days she doesn't enjoy spending as much of the day with me. That's why we have personal space. But when I think of like what life can hold, the good, the bad, all of these things, I want Sydney there, period. We've already packed for our honeymoon. We wanted to, I think to technically on the day you're listening to this, the 18th, this will probably be the last day she actually comes to the apartment until we are already married. And then this is in our apartment fully. And so because she didn't want to do all the packing, you know, we're going to be coming in late from the, from the wedding. Got to get up early to go to the honeymoon the next day. She didn't want to be packing. So we've already packed. She did all my packing for me. And I'm not even going to lie to you. There are so many things that I wasn't going to pack. Amount of clothes I wasn't going to pack. Styles of clothes I wasn't going to pack. If you know me, I'm a Hoka guy. I was probably going to take one pair of shoes. She kind of changed that. And there's so many other areas in my life where I can just see how she, you know, picks up my slack, you could say. 
And some people, you know, some people in life, in the Christian life, you are called to singleness. That's a smaller group, I think, than some people think. Some people might think they are, but they're not. But if you're not, then you are called to be with somebody. Somebody, the Lord's got somebody for you. And when that person's being arranged of who that is, you really begin to, in that dating season, in that engagement season, it's not during those seasons this takes place, but it kind of gets to that point. But you begin to have that, you know, other half take shape where it's like, I'm not complete as a person of who I am without them. It doesn't need to be like that in dating and stuff because like, that's not the job. You're not supposed to be that tight with somebody in the dating. You're supposed to be getting to that level, molding into that form. But then when you get married, it's like that perfect shape, that perfect fit. You guys go perfectly together because you've been preparing yourself for marriage, getting ready for marriage. And Sydney is that for me. And so I'm just excited to spend every day with her, you know, to do all the little stuff with her. Go get some groceries, you know, go to the park, watch a TV show. I have all these movies and TV shows I'm so excited to like start watching. And I'm not even joking to you. I've waited. Like, I mean, I had no, I had all this free time, like the past three weeks ish, ish, two weeks maybe. And I was waiting because I wanted to watch them with her. And so that's one of the, of my big things I'm very excited about for marriage is the idea of like her being around me all the time, my best friend with me. Now, my second thing, a lot of you guys may already think you know the answer. And if you think you know what I'm going to say, you don't. Because you, you think you know what I'm going to say I'm excited about for marriage, but you don't. But I am excited for that. More so on a true note, because obviously there's a lot of reasons why you marry a person. One thing I'm very excited about is the direction of like my dreams and aspirations. You know, I've been making podcasts. I've been doing my streaming on the side. And you're thinking, what does this have to do with marriage? Well, I'm about to tell you. I have a dream to try this stuff. And is it the Lord's plan for me to be successful in that? Who knows? But I don't feel like he can. I don't or at least I'm not saying he can't. I don't feel like he has officially said yes or no until I give it a try. Like I believe in my heart the Lord's allowing me to try. What am I trying for? I'm trying to do this as my job. I want to grow my podcast. I want to grow my Twitch streaming. I want to grow my YouTube channel that will eventually have content on it. And I just want to do it because I love doing it. I have so much fun doing it. I want to be that example for Christ. I want to be that safe place you can trust what your kids are going to watch when you're when they're growing up. And the reason this ties in with the marriage is Sydney supports me. I know so many guys that you know might be a gamer like I am or have hobbies and sports or so, and their lady just kind of she doesn't like it because it's not what she likes. She wants you to do what she likes. And I do what Sydney likes. But Sydney understands my passions, my hobbies, and she supports me in that. And there's a misconception that I've actually heard a few people say that I'm going to put to rest here. She doesn't just allow me. 
All right. Some people think she allows me to do that. She supports me by letting me. That's not what I mean when I say she supports me. I mean, she equips me. She encourages me. She prepares me. She brainstorms ideas with me. She knows what I'm posting about. Not this episode. It's kind of a special one to her. But she is like, she hears my concerns. She hears my ideas and she follows up with it. She doesn't just allow me to have that release. You can tell she really cares about what I care about. And there's nothing more valuable than that. There's some areas I things I care about that might be a little harder for her to care about, such as Auburn football, Broncos football. But she understands that's a thing I like. I understand she's got things she likes. And I'm going to joyfully involve myself in everything she wants to do because of how supportive she is for me, out of love for her. So that's another thing I'm excited for for marriage, the two things. I'm excited to spend every single day with Sydney. I am. And to do all these life activities with her. And I'm also excited to be able to chase my dreams more because I will have her constantly there supporting me. She knows I will do the right thing as well. I'll be smart. That's what makes it special. So those are like two things. The two things that I'm very like excited about for marriage. There is a third thing. You might guess what it is. But we're only going to list two of each. So for the two things I'm a little nervous about. And these aren't like any red flags of Sydney. These are just natural transitions into marriage that I'm a little nervous about. And I'm going to be transparent with you guys. Maybe you're engaged right now. Maybe you're dating. Maybe you're single. Who knows? But I'm going to tell you, because right now, you know, I don't, I have an inner circle. They're my tight group. They know a lot more concerns and worries I have than just these two. And that's how it should be. But these are two I really think a lot of people don't think about as much. So I'm going to share. The first thing, having to think for someone else. And this isn't like a naturally bad thing. Like you think, oh, it's hard for you to think for Sydney. Think of her and things. Well, it's like, no, but yes. I mean, think about this. I'm 22 years old. I'm getting married in two days. My entire life, my entire life until two days, ultimately, I made decisions for me. In our engagement season, I have begun making decisions that benefit both of us. And I have to you know, account for her in those decisions. I have to think about her and conclude her in the conversation to make decisions because that's how it's going to be in marriage and things that I'll make decisions, you know, decisions I'll make now that will affect our marriage. She has to go ahead and be a part of now. But even still, we've only been married or engaged about 18 months, which I know that's a long engagement. Yes, that is incredibly a long engagement. I regret it and don't regret it at the same exact time. That's still 21-ish years of life, you know, without her. And she was there for some of those years, but I I made my own decisions. I spent my own money when I wanted to. I'd save up money to take her out to eat. We go on dates, do stuff. But if I wanted to drop $40 on a game, I could, and I wouldn't have to ask her. 
I would tell her and she'd probably roll her eyes, but I didn't have to ask her. I didn't have to conclude her into that. Or no, I just said conclude. I don't have to include that her into that decision-making process. You know, and even my parents, my parents, whenever I didn't have money, they would have to be a part of things. But when I had money and I started buying stuff on my own, they didn't always have to, they didn't give me permission. You know, if I, for example, when I was like sophomore, freshman year in high school, I'd cut grass. And so when I'm cutting grass, making money, I'd spend the money on what I wanted. I didn't have to really ask them. You know what I mean? Like you have all these little areas of your life where you have that independence. You make the decision for yourself. Well, when you're married, that goes away. That goes away. And it should. It's not like I'm I'm upset that goes away. It should be like that. The thing is, it's hard for us humans to naturally get rid of that. To get rid of that independence. Because you are no longer, you're independent, but you're not. Yes, you may be off your parents' support more, you know. Yeah, you don't have to rely on this and you have to go get a job and pay your bills like an adult. But you also have to account for another person's feelings, thoughts, ideas, aspirations. Like this marriage isn't just, I just talked about, you know, pursuing my dream. Our marriage isn't going to be just about Sydney helping me with my dream. She has dreams of her own. She's got things she wants to do. At this point, and this isn't a secret, she wants her own physical therapy clinic. Like her own shop. And I want to do everything I can in my life to help her get that. The thing is, though, there's going to be a time where maybe that dream pursuit intersects and conflicts with what I'm trying to do. And there you go. There's that moment. You know, you got to be selfless. You got to give up. It shouldn't even be a question, but you got to give up what you love for for them because that's how it is. And that's good. That's what I know to do, but that's just not easy. And it's not easy for me specifically. I don't believe it's easy for any person getting married. It's not. And you can ask them. Having to learn to account for another person. You're no longer on your own. So that's my biggest worry, just accounting for Sydney always like and everything I do when I think make plans, when I dream, have all these aspirations and ideas, she has to be included. I can't just do things on my own, which I'm okay with to double down on that. Just saying that's not an easy transition. And the second thing I'm most fearful of is space. It's not like, like I said, these aren't like fears of like, I'm I'm back and I'm having cold feet. I'd be, I'd been married yesterday, but these are just natural things. I feel like I'm going to have a harder time transitioning with and space is one of those things. We've already kind of seen that as we are, I've already been living in the apartment, you know, a few weeks, she's moving in in two days, but she's already moved in. If that makes sense. Like her stuff's here. She'll start living here with me together, married. In two days. And we'll walk in and there'll be all my stuff. And she'll be like, man, it's a wreck in here. And then bring in all her stuff. And I'm like, man, it's a wreck in here. And we're like just figuring out, you know, I, she has stuff I think maybe don't have to be kept. I have stuff she thinks doesn't have to be kept. 
and it's just finding that middle ground, you know, where it's like respecting each other's space. Cause like technically we, some people might think this is weird, but we kind of have our own spaces. She has the rest of the house. I have my computer desk, <laughs> but I, of course, have other spaces in the house and things in the house that I involve myself with. And she has stuff in here in this computer room. However, the idea of what I'm trying to say is I have my stuff. She has her stuff. It's not, unless it's like clothes or a few other things, kind of her stuff now. Her stuff's now my stuff. My stuff's now her stuff. It's our stuff. It's not really a distinction of get your stuff out of my near away from my stuff or your stuff's taking away my space from my stuff. No, it's our stuff. And just having to learn that, you know. It's a transition, I'm telling you. I can already see how a wedding or marriage can be difficult at times, but also so rewarding. So those are the two things I'm fearful of. You know, just spatial respect and awareness of our apartment, our little home, and just having to always think about another person. Here, I'll give you a quick little nugget for people that are dating and about to go into marriage or you're engaged, about to go into marriage, whatever it may be, or dating and even thinking about marriage. Because if you're thinking about marriage and you're quiet, you haven't talked about it with your person yet, you're kind of just thinking about it in your head. Listen here. Honestly, this is this is advice for anybody. And you can apply this to any different field. But in marriage, I like hearing good stuff, yes. That's what people tend to always want to talk about. This really works for us. We love doing this. Oh my goodness, you need to try this in your marriage. This has been such a blessing for us. And that's good, okay? I get it. That's good. But you know what I want to hear? How'd you handle the hard times? When y'all had a dispute, how'd you handle it? When things weren't easy, what was your first reaction? What do you wish you could have done better? What was the biggest mess you've had in your marriage? And if you could go back, what would you have done differently that could have avoided that? These are the things I want to know. Not because I want to know their business, but I want to know the practical things that are going to affect the bad. Because the good is always going to be there to a degree. You can lose track of the good if you get swept up in the bad. And that's, that applies to anything in life. If you're so focused on the bad and you let it overwhelm you, you can lose sight of the good. But, you know, dating, engagement to get married, and then your first little bit in marriage, that honeymoon phase, that's the good. That's the remember why, you know. One thing that we did see that me and Sydney are going to do is like, we're going to take a video driving to the airport, you know, going to our honeymoon. We're just going to like show that joy we have with each other. And we want to keep that video. So that way when times are tough, we can watch it and remember like that's what we can have. Because it's going to be tough, you know. There's going to be hard times in marriage. I'm not naive to that. We're going to do everything we can to avoid it and be able to conflict resolution, discuss, do all these things that we've learned about in our pre-marriage counseling stuff. <laughs> but we're going to have tough times. And remembering the good is easier, but it's harder if you're so overwhelmed with the bad. So I want to learn how to deal with the bad. And that's anything in life. 
you can love something, but if you get so caught up in the negatives, you'll lose sight of the positives of what you're doing. So that is my episode about me going into marriage. Moment of transparency for you guys. The next time you hear an episode, oh man, this is crazy. The next episode you will hear, which will be next week, I believe it will be the 25th of May. Two big things about that next episode. First of all, I will be on my honeymoon. So when you're listening to it, if you listen to it on Thursday or even that Friday, think, you know, Ethan's on his honeymoon right now with Sydney. As I'm listening to this, they're at Disney World having a good time. But the moment you've all been waiting for is here. May 25th officially will be my Ethan's thoughts. Williams tell all episode. So all my episodes run to be about, I think a range of like 15 to 22 ish minutes. I think that's the range I've always seen really short episodes. And I really like that about Ethan's thoughts. You know, it's just something you can listen to while you're getting ready. This episode will probably be longer than that. This will be a Williams tell all episode where I'm just, I got stories written down that I'm going to share. And then I'm just going to be spitting off the wall, you know? and to double down these episodes or this episode is not like to degrade or attack Williams if people thought I'm I've had signs that I could do that come after Williams after I finish school but that's not it that's not it I've just had you know signs of frustrations yeah but I'm not going to do that I'm not I thought about it but I'm not but what I am going to do is tell funny stories and memories from my times here at Williams. It's all going to be Williams related. Like I had a church I was involved with. Other things like that. I did extracurricular things I did with Sydney. During my years of college that were fun and memorable. But this is Williams only. But these are stories that as an RA I don't think I would have told. That I participated in. Also if I did share these stories with people. They would immediately say don't tell that story again. So we'll see where the episode goes. I'm very excited for it. You guys are going to enjoy it. Most likely there's been a lot of anticipation for this. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow the podcast, share it with a friend. Give me a rating if you don't mind. And I will see you guys next week on the flip side of marriage. Peace out.